Uh, so um, how much is that? And welcome to the podcast Editor's Mastermind, the show that takes a look at the business side of podcast editing. Uh, in some uncomfortable and sometimes fun ways. And tonight we're going to take a look at what we did in 2022 and what we hope to accomplish in 2023. As you can see, things are looking a little bit different now uh, with our current lineup. So please bear with us. Half of us are under the weather. One of us couldn't make it. So we're, we're doing our best, but we're we're here anyway. So we're going to go around and then I'll introduce our guests. So I am Daniel Abendroth. Uh, find me at rothmedia.audio. Beneath me is Jennifer Longworth with bourbonbarrelpodcasting.com. I'm Brian Ensminger. You can find me and hopefully my voice at toptieraudio.com. And as you can tell, one Yeti cannot make it. And that is Carrie Caulfield Eric. You can find her at yayapodcasting.com. And hello to Patrick already in the audience who has uh, very astutely pointed out that our special guest is none other than our very own editor, Alejandro Ramirez. Who's <laughs> joining us all the way from the very warm Chile. Uh, thank you so much for joining us and being a part of this. Well, thank you, guys. Thank you for inviting me. You know, something yeah. new. So if you enjoy the show and are enjoying the fact that we're now actually releasing the audio podcast on time every other week, you have Alejandro to thing that we're not six weeks behind on that schedule. <laughs> so if you are watching live, thank you for joining us. If you are not, you know, we always encourage you to because part of the fun of this is the interaction we have in chat as we are streaming this. You can always find that on our Facebook page. Um, I'm not sure of the link, but just, you know, search us on facebook.com and uh, join us. We go live every other Thursday at nine oh, yeah, nine oh five p.m. Eastern time. So today is something we've been doing every year since we. I think we've done it every year. It's just kind of take a look at our um, past year and just kind of reflect on what we've done, as well as like what we're hoping to accomplish uh, in the upcoming year. I think we're going to first talk about what changes we've made um, to the show itself. So who wants to tackle that? Yeah. Well, one of the things is that I came back. Hey, yes. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> Very excited about that. That's a pretty significant. <laughs> you know, took a little bit of time off to rediscover my love of podcasting. There are a few episodes back. We talked about that, but now I'm back on the show. So that's one thing that happened. So one thing that we talked about at the end of the year that we did differently this year that has been really near and dear to my heart is that we started focusing more on the live experience and the community aspect of this. And not that we didn't care about the podcast production and, and that part of it, but we really started trying to focus on providing a great in-person experience, as much interaction with Patrick and whoever else joins us <laughs> live. <laughs> As we possibly could, right? Because we wanted to build that sense of community and be that place where you could come and share your thoughts and your questions and and be that. And so that's one of the things that was really, I wasn't the only one that brought this up, of course, but it was really important to me. And I think that 
at least in my estimation, it seems to be working great. You might disagree, but <laughs> I'm the one with the microphone. <laughs> yeah, it's important. Uh, at a certain point, it's very helpful. You know, I don't know. I think the community has a very important power because you get support between ourselves, you know? Yeah. And I think like the irony that we're podcast editors, but we're putting more focus on a live stream over the podcast. But I think like for our topic, it makes sense because we don't claim to be like the most knowledgeable people on these topics. Um, and like it's the podcast editor's mastermind. The point of a mastermind is equal assignment coming together to help each other. And so we want, you know, our fellow equals here in the chat, you know, giving us advice or giving their feedback or asking for help and their questions and just kind of like making it more of a group experience. Yeah. And let's, let's also be honest. There is literally no business model behind this that requires us to position ourselves as experts somehow, right? We're here for you. We care about you. We, we have taken a sponsorship. We were very happy to do that, but we're clearly not doing it for the money because because uh, <laughs> we're paying to do this, right? Yeah. In reality, the only reason that anybody might look at, like, look at us as expert, and in reality, the only reason anybody might look at us as experts is, I feel like we've been doing it for a lot longer than many people in the group. Mm -hmm. And also, we've put ourselves in front of everybody with this show. And so it's like, it's simply the people that kind of put themselves out there are viewed a little more esteemly, but like literally anybody could have done this and been in the same position. It's like, we're nothing special. Oh, we're special. Except for Carrie. <laughs> 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 Carrie is the expert. Yeah. I think it comes when you do what you like, you know, I mean, it comes with this growth, I think would be the word that I'm looking for. I mean, mm -hmm. you're growing, you are spending your time doing the things that you like. And obviously it comes with a lot of things, good and bad, you know? And yeah, I think that's the, the beauty of, of this, you know, doing what we love. Yes. So number one, started focusing on live experience over podcasting, started accepting sponsorships and promotions. Did you want to talk more on that, Brian? Yeah. I mean, just in the past, we had not been averse to taking on sponsorships, but transparently, we have not a large audience. Like if you're to listen to the Libsyn stats, we probably come in somewhere around the average for a show, right? And so, and when I say average, I mean the, the median that Rob shares, it's like you're better than half the shows. But we have an audience of people that care about something. And we had somebody that wanted to invest in this community and also get the word out. And so we were happy to do that. But we've never really gone chasing sponsorships or chasing the downloads. In fact, that's why we started focusing on the live experiences. We were like, you know, the downloads are great, but it's this live experience. However, we were able to take on a sponsorship and I don't recall whether or not it led to any new sales, but I know it did lead to some new trials for Steve and Mark's Podcast Editor Academy. And I feel pretty proud of that. And I feel like we delivered what we did for them with excellence because we'd never done it before. And I don't know if you're aware, but this podcast is essentially a four-headed monster. There's no one of us that's in charge of everything, right? And so we had to kind of sit down and go, okay, how are we going to, what are we going to offer and how are we going to deliver this to Steve? And how can we make sure that once we've signed on the dotted line, because there was, you know, money changed hands, we've got to deliver. How can we make sure that we actually do what we said we were going to do? And I, I feel pretty proud that between the, the th well, I guess three of us at the time, 
we were able to pull that off. <laughs> and I think mm-hmm. we did it pretty well. Yeah. I do want to give Brian a lot of credit on that one because he kind of spearheaded that and took a lot of the initiative, did a lot of the work. So definitely Brian is hugely one of the big reasons why this show is successful. Yes. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> Patrick says a giggly four-headed monster. Yes. <laughs> quite, quite giggly. Jennifer's glorious return to the show, which has been amazing. And then lastly, um, bringing on Alejandro to edit for us, which, yeah, the irony of four podcast editors hiring somebody to edit their (laughs) podcast. Yeah, well, so, so, but I think we need to talk about something related to that because our original plan was different, right? Yes. We are, we originally wanted to allow people to edit this show for portfolio if they had a desire to do that. And it was partly because we're busy, but also because as a new editor, sometimes it's really hard to get somebody to say, yes, I'll give you a chance. And we wanted to give people a, what we would call essentially a no risk chance. But what we found was that Daniel was spending what, probably 10 (laughs) hours a week trying to manage the process because every other time there was a new editor and they didn't Mm -hmm. know, it's not that they don't know what they're doing as an editor. They don't know what they're doing with our show. And so- I feel like that was the right choice for us to make. I, I hope everybody agrees. For sure. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, Alejandro. Um, so what is it, like quarter after 11 p.m. your time, Alejandro? Yeah, 11, 11, 17 p.m. Yeah. Oh, but we, we uh, Patrick, we need to tell you that I had, we have, I mean, I had a nap before <laughs> this because, you know, the day was uh, completely rushed. So basically that's why I'm awake at this time. So like it's close to the same time, but definitely not the same temperature. Cause for me, it's 40 degrees. Uh, and then for Alejandro, it's over 90. <laughs> I mean, you, you can feel the heat over you like a mass, you know, mm-hmm. like when you are listening to a, to a recording that has a lot of low frequency, it's more <laughs> or less with the feeling of the heat, you know, it's, yeah. It's, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I do like that we brought on an editor because, you know, it saves me a lot of time now to chase people down. And then, you know, at this point, Alejandro has proven his worth. So like, we don't have to like worry about getting bad audio like we did before and had to like check every episode before it goes out, yes. going back and forth with feedback. And I know Brian, that was kind of like uh, what Brian did a lot of was like the back and forth with the editor on like, here's what we need in yeah. order to make it acceptable. That was a tough thing. Cause we want to let people, build their portfolio. And mm-hmm. if they're willing to build their portfolio with something that sounds like garbage, we're kind of okay with that. I mean, we don't want to, however, it's also our show. Yeah. And it's kind of inexcusable for professional podcast editors to put out something that is obviously bad and just say, Oh, well yeah. we had an editor trying something out. I, I remember one of them, we got it back. All the voices were panned hard to one side or the other. I'm like, Oh, who does this? <laughs> right. That's in the past. And also, like, trying to edit an hour-long episode with up to four people, like, not the easiest task in the world. <laughs> yeah, may- maybe not the the first step for a, a, yeah. a, beginning, a beginner right. editor, because it's hard at a certain point. In mm-hmm. fact, they remember that I edited, like, two or three episodes. I can't remember uh, which were. Um at the beginning, it was hard. I, it was like, okay, there are four guys talking at more or less at the same time. 
it was a trial, you know, it was, <laughs> you know, something big to, to deal with. But, you know, as I said, it's a learning, it's a learning curve. As Patrick pointed out, not easy when you have a heckler in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Patrick. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know if we mentioned it. Uh, he left a meeting to walk, to watch this. So yeah. definitely like that's, I appreciate that. Actually, I have a, a, an editor that I work with and I, I had him, his trial was editing one of our shows to see <laughs> his skill and it, it worked out. And um. we do still have a sample episode out there. So if you want to give it a whirl, we have one that's available for you to try, right? We, <laughs> it, it, we're not precious with our stuff. We'll send you the, the original raw recordings and you can discover how incredible Alejandro really is, <laughs> right? Because sometimes it's a mess. And just uh, like it is. What, what's it yeah. like, Alejandro, to get files? Like, do you get a knot in your stomach every week? I mean, in which sense? In the sense of, of the amount of work or in the yeah. sense that of the differences that I can have on your voice from Jennifer's voice? Or oh, to, I mean, I'm especially interested oh. in me versus Jennifer, but beyond that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's easy because, for example, uh, your voice is very solid in a way that it's more controlled. I think it could be the word that I'm looking for. But sometimes... Jennifer and Kerry has a dynamic because sometimes they talk very, uh, very quiet. Then they talk very loud and controlling that specific part. is a little bit time consuming, but it's funny at the end. When you see, when you listen the result, it's like, okay, I like it. So I hope you like to. <laughs> <laughs> and then I send the, the episode, you know, but uh, yeah, I think that's one, one of the most beautiful parts of the editing, the whole show managing the dynamics. It's hard, but it's cool at the same time. I'm of the opinion that every time I get a new client, there's probably something new that I'm going to learn about audio production from them because of what they give me. What have, what have you learned in working with us? Uh, okay, this, this may take some time. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, please, to the editor, cut this part out. Um, <laughs> So yeah, no, I don't know. Maybe the, the, the hardest part or the, the most important is that controlling the dynamic and finding that sometimes we talk about things or you guys talk about things that I can take out and doesn't interrupt the sequence of the conversation, you know, because sometimes I find it like, okay, hey, this can be very destructive. So, you know, let's take it out. Nobody's going to miss this. So goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We definitely go on side tangents. And then sometimes like talking to chat, let's be honest, he cuts out Brian or sometimes Carrie. I know she can get sidetracked. <laughs> I, well, I mean, we all can. Uh, but also like yeah. sometimes we interact with chat and sometimes those conversations aren't relevant to the topic and yeah. it needs to be cut. Yeah. I, was gonna okay, say, I no. think we got one back recently that you had cut probably 20% of the episode. Yeah. That must have been a tough less. edit. <laughs> yeah yeah more or less yeah it, it's i don't know when you see the when when you get the files and you see that i don't know it lasts like one hour and 20 and you see that the final result is like 55 minutes it's like oh my god i you know the portion that you that that i cut out is what's was very you know huge um, we appreciate uh, you i want to just throw that out there in case you didn't know <laughs> If it's not clear, like we are truly grateful 
to have you on. <laughs> thank you guys on the team. Yeah. Yeah. It certainly made our lives you. easier and like being able to consistently put out the show. Cause like I said, like before, like it was several weeks behind and it was just, it yeah. was a pain and it, it's hard to edit your own stuff because I never want to let my client down, but I don't mind letting myself down. Like self-imposed deadlines are a lot harder to keep than ones that somebody's paying me to keep. Yeah. And the other, the other point that it's hard is trying to edit in your own voice. It's like, yeah. okay, it becomes like odd. And I'm saying this because I, I make a try with this microphone before the recording yesterday <laughs> because I'm that level of anxious. Um, but it was like, okay, it's weird, but you get used to it. At the beginning, you, you see like, is that my voice? I mean, mm-hmm. that's how my voice sounds, really. And, and you start to, you know, appreciate it. And this is something that I just noticed, like, from yesterday to today. So, please <laughs> <laughs> sound great. Is there any topic, and this is a Brian, question from Brian, and he's trying to rest his voice because he's not feeling well in case you couldn't tell. So, trying to rest his voice as much as possible. But he wants to know, uh, what's, like, the favorite topic that you've edited? on the show and what is something that you wish we would cover? Hmm. Okay. This is hard because first of all, I have a very bad memory. <laughs> uh, and also I, some, I edit during the week, uh, you know, like three or three or four episodes more or less. And I have like a lot of information on my brain. Um, but, uh, Oh my God, I'm a very bad editor. I can't remember none of the, for any topic, you know. My clients will ask me like, what do you think of the content? Like if they're unsure about like their content, like what did you think of it? Like how's the flow? I'm like, I'm not sure because I'm listening specifically for like ums and odds and mistakes. Like I'm not listening to what you're actually saying. Uh Exactly. So like if you you can't think of any, like it's totally fine. Well, something that I do or that I try to do when I have the time is to listen the whole episode to the beginning because I listen to other things. I pay much more attention to the conversation so I know how it went. And mm-hmm. this comes also because my main language, my mother language is not English. So I have to, you know, pause and repeat a lot of times. So it can be time consuming, but I've managed my times uh, better during the time, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's nice yeah. that you have like the same feeling because it was, yeah. I, I, that way I don't feel alone. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> and we do have a question from Mike for you. Do you feel yourself editing yourself more when speaking English or in Espanol? This is the first time that I'm going to edit myself on English. And if, Mike, uh, if we're I've, off, feel free to clarify. <laughs> yeah, I've edited my voice or I've edited some things that I've done before. On English, on or even singing a song or whatever, and I think I rather be more behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I rather be, uh, yeah, as yeah. part of <laughs> the person of the invisible team that makes the things looks or sounds cool yeah. than being uh, in front of the camera. I just have to get used to it. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it took it took yeah. some convincing to get him on the show tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like, and I think that's where a lot of us kind of come from. It's like, and that's how I started. Like I had my own show way back when was really bad at it, but I enjoyed the post-production. So like, mm-hmm. I always liked being kind of behind the scenes person 
as opposed to the talent, if you will. Totally. I'm kind of interested in hearing what you guys think about plans for the show. Um, and I'm also interested to hear from the audience if there's something that you would like to see from us, whether it's the show or something else. We talked about the changes we made in the past year. And I, so I'm also curious, um, what do have you thought about these changes or even if you noticed them? So I know one idea that I've proposed to the group is opening up our Slack channel. So currently we've moved from Facebook Messenger into Slack. And that's where like all the behind the scenes conversation about the show and our kind of private mastermind conversations take place. And I had the idea of having that open to the community so people could have access to like a private group in a kind of a more intimate way than like the Facebook group and get kind of like closer access to us and also having a paid tier where there's like maybe access to like um, work with me sessions where like we all get like on a Zoom call. We don't like chit chat or anything. We just kind of work together to kind of help us work like private mastermind sessions, different kind of premium offerings through Slack and kind of through more private community. Yeah. The, um, the idea of those, I guess I'll call them a co-working session. That was something yeah. that I was really interested in because I have a, a lot of trouble focusing on the whole working on the business part to the point where if I don't have production work, even though I know that I need to do marketing, I would probably rather take a nap. And so in my mind, having that maybe an hour blocked a week or something was mm -hmm. something that I wanted to do and maybe invite people to do. However, like to make that commitment on an ongoing basis is also a bit of a commitment, right? So something near and dear, but also not easy to do. I'm the same way. Like, and I, if we get into talking about us, like I, 2022 was an interesting year, but yes, yeah, like if I don't have any like client deadline work, then I'm probably not doing company like business work. And so I like that idea of like having an hour co-working session where nobody's allowed to work on production. It's like you can only do like other business tasks or maybe even have like a theme like this is the marketing hour or this is your you email know. list building hour. That's where I'm lacking. Yeah. Bookkeeping <laughs> hour. Oh, I hate that part too. <laughs> I know I'm yeah. a little bit behind on mine. Oh, <laughs> uh, do we have any other ideas what we want to do in the future? And if anybody wants to add in ideas they have, and also welcome in Gabriel, he would take a nap too. Coming in late, we're actually <laughs> chit chatting about you earlier. Uh, we we're talking about so Alejandro obviously edits the show, and I was talking about how my kind of trial run testing you out before I hired you to be like my assistant editor was editing one of the episodes of The Mastermind and how like, yeah. a bit of a challenge that can be. I don't know that it's really a change, but I think one other thing I'd like to see in terms of the show is just this continued focus on the live community experience. And I'm kind of torn because on a personal level, I'm a bit Facebooked out. Like I'm on Facebook all the time, but I'm getting so tired of new ways to interrupt. Now that they can create group chats within a group and everybody in the group is now magically added to the chat. I'm like, I don't need another notification. And so part of me is like, and I don't know, I don't have the answer, but I'm starting to go, is Facebook really the home for us long-term? Because I like the fact that Facebook tries to build our group for us because it's in their best interest for us to have a group mm -hmm. that 
gets ads in front of people. Um, but man, I'm struggling on the Facebook side. I don't have an answer, but man, I'm tired of it. Tired of Facebook? Yeah. I'm tired of the constant notifications. Mm, um, yeah. It, it's almost yeah. as bad as that email that I get every day from Twitter telling me that some politician that I don't even yeah, know it, about it, said something about something I don't care about just so that they can be in my inbox. I'm like, if it's not Daniel or Jennifer or Carrie, <laughs> I kind of don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are, there are some other people in my life, but you know, yeah. and it's not just a matter of clearing my friends list because now it's coming from everywhere. I'm in groups yeah. with people I care about, but if the podcast movement group with 26,000 people in it or more, probably if they started a group chat, like, I don't know, man. Yeah. It can become toxic in a way because, you know, you're having all the no these notifications all the time. So your brain is in a, in a way of, instead of alert, you know, because it's always receiving the notification or could be a light. You can have it on silence but receiving you know the light notification you can see the light or whatever that keeps you like always alert you know and i don't know it's kind of toxic for resting in general yeah i've uninstalled yeah. facebook from my phone because it was i i'd go on there just to like i know there's like the group tab and like i just want to see what groups i'm in because i can curate that more But then I, every time I get sucked into like my timeline, which is just, you know, that toxicity, it's just like, it gets me down. And like now I'm in a bad mood and I'm suddenly like not productive. It's just like, I can't do it anymore. And it sucks is like what Andrea is saying. I don't love Facebook, but every time a group moves to another platform, I fall out of touch. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And that's one yeah. of the issues we're facing. And like, I'm a moderator for a couple of groups and Facebook It's like, without it on my phone, I can't moderate effectively but it's also like i gotta you know worry about my mental health first and foremost and it's just like it, it's a tough place to be in i think managing a group is hard you know you have to be like 80 of the day checking out the notifications or i don't know i find it very very hard i don't know how can the i don't know influencers can how they manage this thing of having you know notification of hey somebody tag you here Or you receive a mention over there. So I don't know. It's too much pressure. And this is why it's better be behind the camera, behind, <laughs> you know, that way you don't have to take care of that, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm a Facebook junkie. I'm a Facebook addict. I sit on it all day. It's part of my job. It's part of my business. It's part of what I do when I'm bored. Mm -hmm. Have you ever think on taking like this? pauses of technology of I don't know there's yeah. a client that I worth when he took a sabbatical for a month then the episode that he recorded after that sabbatical he mentioned that he, it was very I think it was relieving the word that he used you know because you are away of these always uh, stimulating way that everything is built right now you have to get the notification you have to get a post you have to you know you have to you have to you have to and you, yeah it's again it's toxic because i can find another word to <laughs> describe it <laughs> see mine's just a bad habit and time sucking but i must follow good people because i don't feel like it's toxic for me yeah. or i just scroll by by them or i've muted them or i you know whatever so i hear people talk about toxic now 
This is about Facebook, not other platforms out there. (laughs) Instagram, I don't follow enough people. I just go in a circle. I'm like, well, I already seen that one. That Meta has my soul. For me, I moderate, I think, three or four different groups. And then I'm also a moderator on probably six different pages with Mm. client pages and my own. So Mm. once you're on a page, you can't turn off the notifications. So I probably get 100 notifications on a slow day. And most of them are garbage. Right. Well, yeah, that's the point. And it's like, it kind of comes full circle. Like, what's the alternative to like finding a better way without alienating people who aren't on whatever platform you move to. I mean, that's what we talked about last year, because we've been talking about this for two years now. And the the question is, well, if not Facebook, where? Right. Because yeah. we don't want to we don't want to build a house out in the boondocks and invite everybody to come over. We want to, you know, we want someplace where people actually go, the town square, so to yeah. speak. Mm-hmm. And exactly. yeah. I guess I never yeah. really viewed it as a community. They do oh, have the community yeah. tab now. You can live mm. comment on live streams on YouTube. I have a client who had me strip their audio mm. from it. And uh, like during their live show, which happens every Tuesday at 6 p.m. or whatever, they have an audience who comes on and watches just like what we're doing now. And now you all are getting the masterminding part of the ad. Yeah. <laughs> editor mastermind. You should have kept us behind the paywall. What are we Crap. doing? So I guess like no, question I, I for think... the people in chat as well as people listening afterwards. Like, is YouTube a viable option? Like, would if we stop streaming on Facebook, would you watch us on YouTube? Sorry, Alejandro, go ahead. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. Um, I will answer into that question. Uh, <laughs> Facebook has become, I mean, from my point of view, on now social media that we go, or at least that I go to, look for tips, look for information, what's new on a certain topic related or whatever. And obviously memes. Um, Yeah, that's at least the use that I have for Facebook. You know, I go there to make some chat uh, or putting a post or whatever. But that's something that obviously I don't do on Instagram. Basically, I don't post so much on Instagram. And Twitter is just, you know, like the weirdest part or the weirdest member of that family you know <laughs> um but now that that uh, brian asked about if it's not facebook where i think i i tried to make a group of podcast editors on a web uh, on a website that i'm using a lot to training my listening skills or whatever and it was like what i'm doing i mean i'm really prepared to you know manage this and it was like I don't know. I'm thinking on taking it out and leaving that to another person who's, you know, <laughs> I mean, let, let's crazy be clear. Enough. The four of us don't know what we're doing either, right? We're yeah. just making it up as we go. <laughs> Pretty really. much. Um, just as, as life, you know? I'm sorry for being so, so, you know, whatever, but <laughs> that's life. We have to be realistic. Asking yeah. a question for Brian so we can save his voice. Uh, what would we do on the private group side if we left Facebook, Discord, Slack, Mastodon, etc.? I don't know enough about Mastodon to comment on that. I know I am an avid Discord user, but I don't know about the rest of the community. I feel like it's super still like gaming sides, so, like Twitch streamers yeah. or like YouTuber, like that kind of thing. Um, and this could just be like my own thing, but I feel like Slack is pretty um, ubiquitous. I feel like a lot of people do are using it or at least are more open to it. So 
I feel like Slack could be an option. Then the downside is grows would be a lot harder because it's like it's easy to get people to join a Facebook group as opposed to a Slack community. Or even a Telegram community because you only can get there, make a group and the people can join there. I haven't. But I think I've heard you know, of Telegram, but I've never actually experienced it. Yeah, that's a thing. I mean, if there's not a lot of people using the platform, it's hard to take them, like, like trying to convince them, like, hey, we are here too, so come on and join us. Mm-hmm. If they are already yeah. comfortable on for saying something, Facebook, for example. Yeah. I like using YouTube for streaming. I'm, I'm really open to that idea because YouTube be easier to like grow the show organically over a Facebook yeah. page. We can use even the shorts, the YouTube shorts, yeah. and making something cool, you know. I know that's something that Brian tested out. Not not the YouTube shorts, but like making like shorter videos on Facebook. We could get back mm-hmm. to doing that and have like more options of just kind of having like different kind of content. That's just hard to stay on top of from Oh, like- for sure. <laughs> that's the reason I pay someone to help me with my social media as far as staying on top of things yeah. like yeah I got a lot of traction on my reels but I'm not the one doing them <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I'm not sure we're in a position to bring in another service provider yet no. either no no uh-uh. appreciate what Alejandro does but I, that's kind of the budget <laughs> <laughs> No, it's hard, you know, managing the social media, it's, it's very hard and time consuming because, you know, there's always people commenting or depending on, on the point that, that you are, if you are starting, maybe not, you may not have so much comments or interactions. I'm thinking on, on Instagram right now, but um, it's hard, you know, you have to be there like the whole day, basically. Yeah. It feels like if you're not there interacting then they just assume that your stuff doesn't matter so you have to be yeah. there consuming for your stuff to show up for other people it's totally. I, I deleted instagram off my phone it was just such a time suck and i was like this this is not adding anything i've already read these quotes but i found myself just getting sucked down that rabbit hole of things i never intended to get to and it's always this downward spiral of garbage like you start out with something cool and something that's kind of cool, but then not so much. And then eventually it's like, how did I get here? And so, yeah, yeah I, I killed it. It's just can not we, worth it. Can we start to talk about TikTok? No, just kidding. <laughs> I, I haven't just tried kidding, it. Just kidding. Just kidding. I held my ground I'm, on that one. I'm a TikTok addict. Like oh. right now, my, my two are TikTok and Reddit. Wow, what a nerd. I know, right? <laughs> I, I mean, my thing about Reddit is like, yes, there's a lot. It's a cesspool, but they're self-contained cesspools. So, like, if you stay off certain subreddits, you can avoid a lot of the uh, issues. All right. So, continuing the theme of 2022 in a review, uh, we're going to move on to personal. Not, like, our own personal lives, necessarily. I guess we could cover that. More kind of, like, what our, what we did in our business. Well, what didn't go well? What could we have done better? Um, does anybody want to start, or should I go ahead and... I'll, I'll start on? to give you a break. hey <laughs> Well... <laughs> One of the things is I, I came back to the show after having the hiatus of not hating podcasting, but just being like lackadaisical and not caring too much and just apathetic. Or what, pick a word that goes along those lines. And I mean, still doing the work, but not growing, just kind of maintaining the clients I've had for years and serving them and serving them only and then just something 
triggered and like, oh, wait, I knew like that. It might have been one of my friends said, you know, you really light up when you talk about podcasting. Oh, well, maybe I should get back and do this again. And so this 2022, it was a lot of spaghetti throwing at the wall and seeing what stuck type thing as far as marketing went. And just like, hey, let me throw this here and this there and whatever and see what I'm getting involved in. And so I met with a business strategist this week to kind of look at what this mess, this spaghetti mess looks like for 2023 and how to be more strategic about things instead of just, well, let's see what happens. (laughs) So I um, did a couple things this year. One is uh, for all of my clients, I raised rates, which for a couple of them I hadn't done in a couple of years, just with COVID and stuff. I was trying to be kind, right? So I did do that. So at the end of the year, I will have, we will have produced, because I do have a small team of people that I work with, we'll have produced roughly the same number, probably a, probably fewer episodes than we did last year for approximately the same amount of money. So the workload has gone down a little bit. However, workload in terms of the number of episodes. However, uh, for one of the shows that I work on, I have taken a more active podcast manager role with that. Mm. So we're providing show notes. We're providing social media content. We're doing some of that stuff. And that has been a very big learning experience. Part of it in terms of just staying on top of things. And then part of it in terms of managing a team, right? So... I have a couple of editors that I work with. I had a writer that I was working with for a while, but had to make some cutbacks. Then I have uh, somebody that helps with the social media scheduling and stats and some of that kind of stuff. And so staying on top of that and realizing that when I've got a team like that, I can't be working on the most urgent deadline all the time. I have to be working on what do they need first so that they can hit their deadlines. That has been a real big learning for me. Um, I also launched a solo podcast and I have found it very difficult to keep up with the production schedule on that. I'm planning to do 20 episodes. I have them all kind of lined out. I just, I was going to record one on Tuesday and my voice went, so that didn't happen, but, but I'm doing this one tonight. So you're welcome. (laughs) We're grateful. Thanks for the effort. (laughs) Um, On my side, I don't know, life has been very changing since like two years ago because I have to move from where I lived, from Venezuela, and I moved to Chile. And from that time, from here, everything has been like a whole changes that I have to adapt, that I have learned to adapt. Um, but trying to focus on this year, I think most of us, uh, I raised a little bit the, the prices for, for, you know, the editing. I think I've learned a lot of things about the editing part too, because I still feeling like I'm a rookie on audio editing because I don't know if it's because I'm a perfectionist and that's the hardest part. You know, if you're a perfectionist, you are never going to get to the point that you think that, Hey, this is the best. This is the top because there's something more. And you are going to be always trying to reach that. And of course, having like um, points of reference, like Kerry, like the work that you have done, that you guys have have done. It's like, okay, this is the point that I'm aspiring to get, you know? So it's always, I mean, during this year has been just that, just uh, trying uh, a whole journey, honestly, 
on improving the editing skills and driving or, or taking me to some other places on editing that I don't know that I could get, oh. uh, such as video editing, um, colorization, color grading, all that things. Yeah. Learning that it has been, you know, pretty nice, honestly, because I feel like it has a lot of, it's very similar when you edit or when you do a color correction, uh, when you do a mix for a show or a song or you are mixing a voice or whatever, you know, so it's kind of similar. So yeah, it's uh, has been a uh, 2022 with a ton of learn on my side. That's awesome. I'm in a similar boat to what Jennifer was describing as in like that. I'm calling it burnout. 2022 has kind of been a year of rest almost. So like I'm maintaining my current and it's different because like this is my job. So like I can't just like go do something else kind of thing. So but like I'm still, you know, maintaining my current current clients, but not doing a whole lot for growth um, and just kind of like enjoying what I built so far and just kind of taking it easy. That being said, like the word of mouth marketing is still what it is. And I think we signed like two new clients in the past few months that were like about to end and launch. Like growth is still happening with like without me actively doing it, which is really nice. So it's like I've been enjoying the experience of just kind of like sitting on what I've built and just kind of like that being okay. We'll see if 2023 changes. I get a little more motivated to do more. And I did like, I do feel a little bit of guilt because like I have Reaper for podcasting, but I haven't released content in several months now. It's just like I haven't had the motivation or desire to do mm-hmm. it. So that's kind of been on the back burner. Um, and financially, it's been a mixed bag, actually. So both this year and last year, we missed our gross like income goal, but just barely. I love that because like it encouraged us to like go further. And so like last year, our goal was six figures and we missed it by just a couple grand. So this year, our goal was 125 and we almost hit that. But also on the downside is that our expenses were much higher. Um, so like for 2023, I want to take a closer look at like what I'm spending money on. And, and it's not like the scale. It's not like because we've grown, therefore our expenses as well. It's like we took home less money because our expenses were that much more. And so just kind of like reassessing what I'm spending money on and what doesn't need to be spent. So a big goal. We're missing a bunch of the comments from Facebook in our oh, chat. No. I'm oh. not sure who broke the chat. I don't think it was you, Patrick, but he did ask. Um, but I did want to bring up one comment. Gabriel said, motivation never comes when you need it. Discipline is the only way. Isn't that what they say? So, yeah, totally agree. I think he's on the same page as you, Daniel. Okay, let me pull that up. Because uh, I'm sitting here thinking like, okay, because chat was popping off and then like yeah. suddenly just nothing. Dead. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to blame anybody, I think it's Mike Wilkerson with his six-week contract studio bill. But that was sure. the last one. Nice. I, don't think yeah. we can, I don't think we can actually we'll blame that. I'll just blame Zuckerberg. <laughs> yeah, and Mike, Mike says discipline equals freedom. It's not a t-shirt, it's life. I will second that because when I walk in a high level of discipline, there's a lot of freedom that comes with that. It might mm-hmm. not feel like it, but if I'm disciplined with my eating, I get a lot more freedom in what I can actually do. And I haven't been walking in that, as you can probably but, guess. 
Oh, but it's hard. I mean, being disciplined, it's very hard. I mean, if you take as a, an example of doing exercise every day, uh, it's hard. Uh, or getting a new habit, it has, I mean, you have to be very disciplined to, to, to make it every day during like, I think it's two or three months. And mm -hmm. then you became, you get used to it. And if you, if there's a day that you don't do it, your body starts to feel, hey, there's missing something. I was good with that for a while, discipline thing with my shows, because I had a Monday show and every Monday I edited her and I knew that she was my Monday show. And then she changed her release schedule. And so now no. it's like a Thursday or Friday show. And I'm like, but I don't. <laughs> you're my Monday show, but I go on Mondays and it's not in the box anymore. And I'm like, God, but you're my Monday show. <laughs> So I haven't totally be I'm like, oh, it's Thursday. Why am I on this show? I should be editing. <laughs> yeah. Gabriel had a comment or a question, really. So should it feel uncomfortable? Should discipline feel uncomfortable? And I would say yes and no. And when I say that, I mean, if discipline is a habit, if it's part of a routine that you just do, then it feels comfortable. Every day I get up and I have, I do essentially the same things in the morning, do a little something. And then I edit for 60 minutes or so before we start getting the kids ready for school. <laughs> that feels easy. It's not like I wake up going, Oh, I can't wait to get up, but that feels easy. However, if it's not a habit, if it's relying on willpower to do like to start leading a change, that to me does not feel comfortable. I don't know if everybody feels the same, but If it's a willpower discipline, that to me feels not happy. It happens that sometimes I'm very tired and it's hard to, uh, you know, do the same that I did the day before because, you know, life's happening and, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes it's hard, but it gets easier. Yeah, it's easy to get bored doing this because like it is a lot of the same. Yeah, it's possible, but maybe for how easy is to get bored you get faster at doing mm -hmm. the things at the same time you having you are having much more time that you can use to do something else to learn something else or just to you know taking time for yourself that's i think it's something very important that you know i think editors we as editors we should take in consideration you know having time for ourselves you know depending on the level obviously That we are, if you have a company and you, you know, you have to, a ton of files, a ton of, I don't know, work, obviously it's harder, you know, but yeah, if you are at the point uh, where you can edit and you notice that you get faster uh, on, on the editing, you can see what you can do with the time, you know, and I think we shouldn't lose the value to giving time to ourselves. Because once you feel cool, you know, everything's cool with the rest of your life, you know. At least that's my point of view. I don't know what you guys think about that. <laughs> well, Mike has commented, we can't pop him up on the screen, but um, about discipline should always feel like you are adding something rather than taking the place of something else. With time, benefits and results, the benefits and the results concept then that's how it should and will play out and benefit you. If any part of that chain is missing, then start again and repeat. If that same part comes from the inconsistency. 
And he also <laughs> says, when are you fast enough when editing? <laughs> Is there any fast enough? And Patrick wants to know if he can sleep in once he becomes a full-time editor. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Daniel, do you sleep in? Oh, yeah. I We usually go to bed at like 2 or 3 in the morning and then get up at like 10 or 11 a.m. I think there was one day I got up at like noon. But but like we don't have kids or anything like that. Yeah. If you have kids, it's different. But if you don't have any totally. kids at home, then set your own hours. Yeah. Totally. I think there is a certain amount of freedom that comes if you're not trying to juggle two things, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, on my side, I try to go to sleep like before 12 a.m. Because I wake up on the morning, really in the morning, like six and a half, more or less. I mean, since the amount of work that I have is not so much, I can, I can, you know, use the time during one day to finish an episode. And as I said, having time for myself or for learning things. And I think that's the beauty, you know, of, of beginners, of uh, new editors, new podcast editors, you know, and maybe I think they can focus too much on getting new clients, getting, do, uh, you know, that they may not appreciate the time that they have. I don't know. I have lately, I have a concept of time very, you know, like it's more valuable than a lot of things, or at least here in Latin America where things move different than in the States. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You can always it's... make your money back, but you can never get your time back. Yeah. So are we ready for the Poddex question of the day? We yeah. are ready. We are ready. Right. So, Alejandro, I need you to pick a number between one and five since you're the special one surprise. One five. Number two. Number two. Oh, my. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, if you've I'm joined afraid. us in the chat, feel free to chime in as well. And if you're listening later, we'll have a link so you can enter your comments as well uh, through the, the podcast episode. Before you ask a question, though, do you choose like five cards specifically and then put nope. them in there or you just choose five random I cards? I just choose the next five cards and whatever okay. number. <laughs> so today's question is, if you had someone following you around all the time, what would you have them do? Oh, so okay. I'm a dad. I would have them close doors and turn off lights. <laughs> That's what I would have them do. <laughs> oh, okay. gosh. Uh... I think I would call the police. <laughs> <laughs> At least. <laughs> I'm assuming this is like a personal assistant. That <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's, it's, it's a question out of context. So you can imagine yeah, like, you whatever can context. You you can, yeah. So I'm interpreting it like, because the question is, what would you have them do? I'm assuming that they're there for my bidding. And it'd probably be like grocery shopping and my, the errands and all like the tasks I just don't want to do. And like cleaning the house and take care of all that. So that's Laundry. where I struggle the most. So uh, Gabriel says that he thinks they would just be busy following him around. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. Sorry, Gabriel. And Patrick <laughs> says that he would have them always have hot pizza on a plate for him. Uh, well, that's a, that's a tempting one. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. More at this time. I want some pizza. Oh my I mean, God, they're always Patrick, there. What do you, what do you, you make an, an, an inception to me. <laughs> Seriously. Patrick Keller, uh, the, the influencer. Uh, Mike Wilkerson 
is quoting Tony Stark, but saying no amount of money ever bought a second of time. Not like that. I've never bought a second of time. However, I have bought additional capacity yeah. by having people help me. So it's not well, buying time, but know. it is buying capacity. And that allows you to have more time, right? Mm-hmm. In a certain way. It's not a one for one. I probably save 30%. That's a win. Yeah, it is. I mean, yeah. you know, And I also have control issues and I'm working through those. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, well, today, this has been amazing. Um, thank you, Alejandro, for being a guest today. And thank you, everyone yeah, in chat, for the amazing conversation. And how, it's not our fault, but like apologizing for like so many missed comments. Um, it's really disappointing because like, there's a really good conversation, I think, that we missed because of that. But um, glad we're able to like catch up and address it. And that we weren't ignoring you on purpose. Uh, but thank you so much for watching. And if you're listening to the playback, thank you so much for listening. And I hope you join us next time when we go live. Probably not next week or um, probably next not, year. Yeah, next year. Check out the website, join the Facebook group. Or if you're not on, you know, Steve Stewart is always talking about talking about our show on his newsletter. Join that. We also have our own newsletter that occasionally gets put out if Carrie is around, which I don't <laughs> think happened tonight. Sorry about that. But thank you so much for being with us and thank you so much for an amazing year. I am Daniel Abendroth. You can find me at rothmedia.audio. I'm Jennifer Longworth. You can find me at bourbonbarrelpodcasting.com. I'm Brian Edspinger. You can find me at toptieraudio.com. And at least for now on Facebook, we'll see how that goes. And above me, our special <laughs> guest is... <laughs> Alejandro Ramirez. Thank you. And uh, you can find me on LinkedIn and Instagram. I hope you don't look for me on Twitter at Ale Carbono. We'll have links to all that in the show notes at podcasteditorsmastermind.com. And the Eddie not able to join us tonight is Carrie, who you can find at yayapodcasting.com. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, (laughs) just go to podcasteditorsmastermind.com slash be a guest, fill out the form, and we'll be in touch. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, guys. Uh, so, um, how much is that? Um. 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 Um.